Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is brought to you by Movement. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash inside. Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside Gaming for Monday. Are we clapping? We are clapping. Okay, cool. Yay. We made it. We, we made it. And Blizzard made it somehow through the weekend. It was a rough one. All eyes were on them, but... Even though there was a lot of drama heading into this weekend's BlizzCon, the developer made it clear that it was not backing down from its controversial punishment of a Hearthstone player. Yeah, interesting. So at the start of the convention, Blizzard president Jay Allen Brack, or Jab, gave an emotional apology, or seemingly emotional, I don't know, for Blizzard's response to what he called a tough Hearthstone esports moment. That's an amazing sentence. Our heated esports moments, yeah. Give me just one second, the lights are a little hot. Adjusting lights, we have to start over. I, I can just leave in that he's just. No, it wasn't. It is mostly your forehead. I mean, yeah. Very reflective. I'm oily. Get over it. But despite his promises to do better, he later said in an interview that they have no plans to reverse the suspension of Chung, Blitzchung, and Y for making pro Hong Kong statements after a tournament. I mean, they already backed off a little bit, gave him his money back. So despite Brax's contrition, Blizzard seems to be sticking to its guns and hoping that a bunch of new games would shift attention away from a very messy PR situation that it created. Uh, just like you called it. Yeah, sorta. I mean, whatever. That's not that prophetic. Being cynical about the human race typically pays dividends. I'm just trying to gas you up, Lawrence. Oh, I appreciate it. it. No. I'm feeling it. So what did Brax say in his apology, Brian? Well, what he should have apologized for is making Quest Shaman overpowered. I'm sick of Shaman Stone. Nerf it. But yes, in uh, <laughs> in regards to this Hearthstone controversy, he said that we moved too quickly in our decision making, and then to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. He went on to say we didn't live up to the high standard that we set for ourselves. Yeah, bad news, Brian. We actually have you under contract that you're only allowed to talk about the news when we throw to you, so... <laughs> I can't f*** about the Hearthstone meta. I'm sorry. No. Uh, so so we're gonna be Sorry. taking your paycheck and you're suspended from inside gaming for two weeks. Freedom for BG, liberation for our people. See, so yeah, I was an emotional statement, or rather it was written emotionally. He also said that he was sorry and accepted accountability. So basically he did all the things that you do to seem like you're making things okay without actually having to do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no action kind of situation. Yeah. Like you said, they already kind of reinstated some stuff. They so. did some stuff, yeah. yeah. He also made note of the dozens of countries that are represented at BlizzCon, saying that their purpose is to bring the world together in epic entertainment. I have tons of black friends! Jab said, we will do better going forward. Didn't exactly detail what that meant though or how. He said that they were committed to letting people express themselves at BlizzCon that weekend. It was one of the most serious statements given by a Blizzard president since five years ago. And then president- Sorry, can you guys hear that out there? Yes. Uh. Oh yeah, that's a jackhammer. <laughs> You know what, it's, it's always okay, as long as you put the blooper in. Exactly. When then president and CEO Mike Morheim addressed the Gamergate saga, calling it a small group of people who have been doing really awful things who were tarnishing our reputation as gamers. <sighs> gamers had such a good reputation before that. They really did. Brack's statement though was much more of a mea culpa, asking for forgiveness and promising to do better in the future. Again, we don't know what that really looks like. It also seemed like he was apologizing for the way they handled Blitzchung's suspension, but not for the suspension itself, which is the big caveat, despite that apology and Brax vow to let people express themselves, Blitzchung is still suspended. There was a follow-up interview with PC Gamer, right, Ryan? What did Brax say? Yeah, so I think they did a telephone interview with him and he said they wouldn't lift the suspension of Blitzchung or the two casters. He said that Blitzchung was punished because he gave a political statement, not because it was about China specifically. The thing is, I kind of buy that now. And since he got his money back, it's a little more tolerable. I think the swiftness and intensity of the punishment was because it was related to China. Now that they've rolled it back, they kind of put it more on like the, 
okay, no, this is the sort of punishment we would actually hand out. And also if they backed off completely, I mean, it's the right thing to do, but it would also send a pretty dangerous message to people that if they just mob up, they can get Blizzard to do whatever they want. I get Blizzard kind of taking a hard line on it, even though I think it's the wrong thing to do. Rack said, we want the official broadcasts, which are a small percentage of the overall content that gets created to be about the games. And we want those to be focused on the games. Again, it's not about the content of Blitzchung's message. It's about the fact that it was not around the games. He added, if we hadn't taken action, if we hadn't done something, you can imagine the trail that would be in our future around doing interviews. They would become times for people to make a statement about whatever they wanted to on whatever issue. That's just a path we don't want to go down. That's almost certainly not going to be enough for some fans. Obviously, they want Blitzchung reinstated immediately. And while Brack got a lot of support from the crowd, there were still protests at the event too. Yeah, what do those look like, Brad? They've been planned for weeks now, pretty much ever since Blitzchung suspension. And sure enough, there were people with pro Hong Kong t-shirts at the event. And inside the convention, at least one Q&A was interrupted by protesters. Ah, uh, the heralded red shirt guy. He's back. Every generation has their tale of the red shirt guy. Anyone can wear the shirt. During a World of Warcraft panel, a new red shirt guy repeated Blitzchung's statement and said, free Hong Kong, revolution of our time. And after that, another attendee started shouting, free Hong Kong, which made things a little bit awkward. They managed to move on from it. But nobody got punished. Uh, they, I think they handled it with aplomb because they knew that they were going to get tested. They didn't really overshadow the event, but protests were definitely a presence. Outside the event, there was a crowd around 40 to 50 people, depending on when you checked. I got to be honest, though, I was there and I barely saw any of it. It was there, but I think unless you knew something was up and you were inside the event, probably never would have gotten the impression anything was going on. Yeah, I feel like Reddit and Twitter always makes it seem like way more people care about something than yeah. actually happens in real life. And a lot of the headlines sort of disproportionately played up how intense some of the protests were compared to the droves and thousands and tens of thousands of people who were bellowing about how awesome Diablo 4 looked. To describe that protest as being massively disruptive to BlizzCon is not really what happened. They shouted slogans, gave out t-shirts, some were wearing gas masks and Winnie the Pooh costumes. But before we get into the rest of the story, let's spend a moment to hear from our sponsor today. Me! Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is sponsored by Movement, who makes watches and also six sunglasses. You wanna get 80% more cool? Bang! You just saw it happen, that's math for you. Uh, Movement has a variety of products. If you check them out before, they are always refreshing their lines, so make sure you check it out. I just saw these on there. These are the highball sunglasses, make me look like a cool dude. Like I know what I'm doing, but I don't take it too serious, but I get done, you know how it is. Uh, you can pick a style or design that you like and make it your own. Make your own fashion at movement.com. Watch well, started just $95. For the same quality watch, you'd be looking at $400 to $500 from traditional brands. They got clean design, minimal and quality products, and they've sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. I didn't know there were that many countries on the planet, but they've done it. So you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com inside. Uh, they are launching new styles on their site all the time, so if you checked them out before, you should look again. Maybe if you didn't find something you like before, you can find it now. Once more, that's movement.com slash inside for 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Thank you, Movement, for making me cool. So meanwhile, Blizzard tried hard to shift the focus onto its new game announcements. As expected, they unveiled Overwatch 2, with a big trailer showing the heroes coming together and teaming up against a new enemy, the Null Sector Extremist Group. The game is going to have a ton of PvE content, according to director Jeff Kaplan, as well as a new PvP mode called Push. There's some new heroes like Sojourn. Interestingly, Kaplan also said that the original Overwatch and the sequel will have a shared multiplayer environment where no one gets left behind, so they're clearly not in a rush to divide their fan base. That's 
that's really fascinating. Aside from Fortnite Chapter 2, which I think did it really smart, but isn't a retail product, this is kind of the best example we have of a sequel to a games as service product. You can't sunset the game or divide your player base, so yeah, a lot of the Overwatch 2 stuff is just coming to Overwatch. Buying Overwatch 2 just means you get the PvE content, and that's kind of yeah. it for now. That makes the value proposition really strange. If people who don't buy Overwatch 2 log in and see it too, then they're like, why should I pay $60? What am I gonna for get? For a couple for? of new modes, yeah. yeah. Your premier games journalist, Lawrence Hunt, I got to play Overwatch 2 at the event. So we'll have a, we'll have a preview coming out on Inside Gaming pretty soon, talking about all those issues in much more detail. Hell yeah. Also, as expected, we got official word that Diablo 4 is happening. <gasps> Blizzard showed off a really impressive cinematic, something that the company has always excelled at, which was a throwback to the series' dark roots. Holy sh! That trailer's really cool. Lilith so cool. is my queen. Damn, she's awesome. <laughs> There's a caveat with Diablo 4. It won't have an offline mode. I mean, who was expecting it to? And a panel, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Angela Del Priore? Oh, whatever. Angela Del Priore. Priore. I'll, I'll give it the whitest, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get canceled to keep that up. Put that sombrero back on. In a panel, Angela Del Priore said that you can play solo and dungeons will be private, but you'll need to be online. That's not a change from Diablo 3 on PC, which required an internet connection, but the console versions of Diablo 3 did have the ability to play offline. I think it's mostly to prevent item duping, which has been a thing in Diablo since time was time. Since red shirt polos grew on trees. Did people still get mad about always online? Is that a thing? I still like the offline option. I'm old school, I like it. Obviously, it's probably not gonna be a big deal for a majority of the players, but I I do think there's a small chance it could be a deal breaker for some people, especially if you have a crappy internet connection. I mean, that's gonna affect your ability to actually play the game. So I don't think it's huge, but it is worth noting. Going back to Hearthstone, there was also some history made as Xiao Meng, VK, Lion, Lee became the first woman to win both a Hearthstone Grandmasters Global Finals Tournament as well as a BlizzCon tournament. After the win, the Chinese player said through a translator, I wanna say to all, uh, you should probably take this one off. <laughs> I should, just go and write it for that feminism moment. That's mine! Let me uh, roll my sleeves up. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> we have that rice hat back there if you want to put that. Yeah, and a little, little thin mustache. <laughs> Who <laughs> Oh God, I'm cutting all of this. <laughs> After the win, the Chinese player said through a translator, I want to say to all the girls out there that have a dream for esports competition, if you want to do it and believe in yourself, you should just forget your gender and go for it. As long as you want to play, well, you can, no matter what gender you have. Hell yeah, very nice. And Nerf Quest Shaman. She sort of added that. <laughs> now, VK Lion isn't the first woman to win an esports championship. Last year, Sasha Scarlett Hostin became the first woman to win a major StarCraft II tournament. And there have been a number of women pros in games ranging from Counter-Strike to Street Fighter V. But it's still definitely notable for VK Lion. She went home with $200,000 in prize money. Taking it back to China. And Blizzard's finding new ways did, to siphon money into Did China. Blizzard rig the tournament to launder money directly to China? And then they did it using a woman so that nobody could accuse them of anything? How dare you, Blizzard! This is how that laptop gets rage spittle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, another esports news at BlizzCon. Team USA swept Team China to win the Overwatch World Cup, and they beat the South Korean team on the way there. Oh, it's right there. That's a big deal. That doesn't happen. In the four-year history of the Cup, only South Korea has previously won gold. So this was huge for the US, which won 18 of 19 maps they played. Goddamn! USA, USA. That training montage like pumping iron and needles going to arms really paid off. Oh, wait, I that would have been China. Been no, we're the ones climbing the mountain. Yeah, you're right. Crumpling up a picture of... We pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. <laughs> As for other announcements, they unveiled the new Shadowlands expansion for World of Warcraft, and WoW Classic will be getting a PvP honor system and world bosses. There's a new Hearthstone expansion, which I'm sure Brian has an opinion about coming next month, and a new eight-player uh -huh. mode. 
Sorry. Is that an opinion I hear? Hark? Of course they have another expansion. They got another expansion coming out every 30 minutes. There it is. Bang. Opinion ho. They also announced a new eight player mode called Battlegrounds that will feature two dozen unique heroes. Wow. It's a lot of heroes. Sure is. <laughs> too many, if I say so myself. Well, <laughs> so I guess the real question here is, will all these new games shift attention away from the Blitzchung ordeal? I mean. Yes, they already yeah, did. Yes. Did. I saw the interactions on Twitter of like, oh, Diablo 4 looks awesome. And then somebody be like, but Hong Kong. And then the reply of shut up. Diablo 4 looks cool. Welcome to the human race. The thing is like when people aren't directly affected by an issue, you can bleed your heart out on Twitter and then that fades away pretty quickly yeah. as soon as you see a really cool cinematic. Cause God, it was cool. They'll want to stand with Hong Kong and all that, but time will come two years down the road or five years down the road when Diablo 4 actually launches. Will you remember your pledge? Will it matter as much to you then? No. Probably not. Yeah, people love a controversy, but they also love a good comeback story and say, uh, oh, Blizzard's back. To a degree, they're kind of right. Diablo 4 is everything that Diablo fans were asking for, at least on the surface. It's dark, it's gritty, it's not colorful anymore. And actually some of the gear system looks pretty cool. Again, preview coming soon, so. Also, the stickiness of us covering Blizzard stuff will be addressed in those videos too. So leave your angry comments if you like, but you know, we'll talk about it. Leave them all down there. <laughs> we will read them and cry yeah. to ourselves in our beds later.